It's our Chung. And it's Drewski. And if you want to sponsor our show, please, Maple please, you should probably sponsor. Yes, please. We do need it. I want the monies. But no, on a serious note, <laughs> <laughs> we want you to sponsor our show. This show could be your show, too. So hit us up at info at media 40 F O R T Y T W O dot com. So that's info at media 42.com. And let us know. We'll send our rates. And maybe the show could be sponsored by you. you. Hmm. Link in our description. By description, I mean in the details of the podcast. That's right. It's the Maple Syrup Podcast, baby. Cheer. My light syrup is rich and delicious. Well, my syrup is very thick and rich. <laughs> you like maple syrup on your pancakes? Canadian made with no artificial ingredients. This is... What is this called again? (laughs) This is the Maple Syrup Podcast. Oh, we're live. This is it. This is it. Um... Wow, this feels really different. This is the Maple Syrup Podcast. It's yours truly, R. Chung. Make sure to follow me, R-D-O-T-C-H-U-N-G, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Wait, do I have Facebook again? Yes, I do actually have a Facebook page. It's weird. Um, I'm actually alone today. I mean, I'm not alone because there's somebody here in the room with me. Shout out Scott Boogie, legend. (laughs) Yeah, Scott Boogie, everybody. Um, but he's not joining me on the show. Um, Drew has actually moved on to greener, greener pastures, although he still will be us, will be with us on the podcast. Um, he's actually moved on to a new career. So periodically you will be hearing Drewski from time to time, but still follow him. AJ lift one and uh, give him a big congrats for me. No, wait, I just talked to him over the phone like less than five minutes ago. Anywho. Um, oh yeah, I gotta admit. We actually have a Spotify playlist now. Pretty much all the songs that you've heard uh, from the podcast from the last 24 episodes are now put in together into one complete package that you can find on the Spotify playlist. Uh, just simply look for the Maple Syrup Podcast playlist. It's that simple on Spotify. I'm thinking about probably doing a playlist for Apple Music or Google Play. I'm still kind of, I don't know. I'll think about it. Just shoot me a, t- a tweet or DM me. Follow us, Maple Syrup Show, on Instagram, Maple Syrup, uh, sorry, Maple Syrup Show on Twitter, and Maple Syrup, Maple Syrup Show on Podcast. It's really, I feel alone right now, Scott. Okay, I'm not alone, pretty much. But listen, I couldn't do the show by myself because we still aim to please by giving some of the best conversations in not, in the internet worlds. I know there's like 65,000 amounts of podcasts out there but you know we're actually glad to be one of the featured ones so thank you very much spotify <coughs> but i have my good friend michael asante the creator co uh, co-founder of the anr report with me and we're just pretty much just shooting the breeze man so here is our conversation conversation that why did that sound so weird scott scott and scott's just shaking his head our at conversement me. converse is that even a word nope Conversement. Well, whatever. Here it is. Here it is. Here is the conversation on the Maple Syrup Podcast. Ooh, give me some of that sweet, sweet syrup, baby. Staring this wheel so I could be. Yeah. 
vacate the room so I can see. Now let me be there was no measure. Yo, it's the Maple Syrup Podcast. It's Art Chung. And so here's a change. There's going to be a little bit of a change because, as we said in the last podcast, my co-host, Drewski, um, is not really here with us. Not in that sense, but he's here. He's just kind of moved on to green pastures. But So he'll periodically be on the show from time to time. So, But again, it's not really about me. It's not about Drewski. It's about the talent that Canada has to offer. Um, especially from the black diaspora or the melanated uh, community. Because, you know, wherever there's black magic, there's black magic. <laughs> and a good friend of mine, um, how long? I guess I guess because like, the way that we know each other is through a mutual person. Yes. By the name of Courtney Roberts. Shout out to her. And she actually has a podcast herself, too. Oh, Did yeah, you know yeah, that? Yeah. Halfway bougie, right? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, Shout out to Courtney. Okay, so I guess I got to step my podcast name up. Um, but Michael Asante is, well, I formerly knew him as an A&R, but he's still an A&R in some, yeah. in some respects. He he runs the A&R report along with the homie Jeff Smith. Yeah. Um, that's just one side of him. He's a, I guess you can call him like a digital entrepreneur because... Yeah. No matter where you go, whether it's, you know, the Google offices, the Facebook offices, Twitter offices, the Instagram offices, he's somehow in there. He's got to figure out a way to finesse your way in there, you know? Somehow, <laughs> some with his Kente cloth jacket, <laughs> stunting on you niggas. <laughs> somehow, oh, some way. Um, but not only that, he he's... I revere him as, um, you see, you see the word I use there? I revere you. Appreciate that. As a musical impresario, because there's a lot that you've done, even through um, the NR report, where a lot of artists have got their platform started off that website. Yeah. And you are kind of responsible for that. Oh, of course. And, uh, well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is the digital genius himself, none other than Mr. Michael Asande. Can we put our hands together one time <laughs> for the homie? What's going on, guy? Um, no, I'm just here, man. You know, you just uh, just wanted to you know start my week off right by being able to connect with fine gentlemen like yourself. So thank you. I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Thank you for having me. It's Monday, um, so it's a great way to start off the week. That's right. Well, so when we well, actually the fact is when people actually hear this podcast. Mm. Although we are recording Monday at 11, this is how real we have to tell them. Like, we're recording Monday at 11.05, mm-hmm. but they'll be hearing this Thursday. Thursday, okay. So oh, every Thursday. Plus, the pot, I put out a playlist, too, on Spotify. Oh, you did? I okay. put out a playlist on Spotify, so that's kind of dope. Okay. Um, but no, Michael, let's talk. Let's just talk, man, because I don't really want to take your time too long because mm-hmm. I know you gotta, you gotta, you're a busy guy. Why are you a busy guy, first and foremost? Um, you know, I was just always tired at a, you know, a young age. Uh, just stay productive, you know? The more productive you you are, the more you're learning, the more you're building yourself up. Mm. Um, so you know, I just try my, I just try the best I can to stay productive. Try the best I can to fill up my schedule with things that are, you know, worthwhile and you know can help me grow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know, you know, it, t- it took a while to actually understand and get that. You know, um, I'll be honest, I'm very, very, um, I can, I'm very disorganized at times. Um, <laughs> very much. I'm so. a very spontaneous <laughs> person. I'll just pull up on you. Um, Which you've done to me many times. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I have this thing where I just go off of feeling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if I feel it, I just go for it, you know? So, um, yeah. So, you know what? Let me let me kind of roll back the, uh, the mind Rolodex for a second. Okay. So, 
Let's start off with music first. Yeah. Um, the first song that made you go, you know what? I want to kind of delve myself into this thing called music. Mm-hmm. Where, 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 where did the, the the tickling of the ears start for you? Oh man, so many different ways. Um, you know, I had an older sister who was about eight years older than me. Maud, shout out to Maud. She's very, <laughs> she's very incognito, but she's a she's a boss in her own right. Mm-hmm. And she really put me onto music. Um, you know, she bought one of my first CDs, which was the Michael Jackson Invincible CD. Um, and it was a wow. song. Yeah. There was wow. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a song called. Um, you rock my world. I remember you came out with that video. And no, it, was, it, it wasn't. Was a, it wasn't a video. It was a short film. It was a short film. Because Chris right. Tucker was in it, and Marlon Brando was in it before he would passed away. You're definitely right. And, we cannot um, diss that piece of art. There, no, it was definitely a short film. And Michael Madsen was in it. You're right. I know wow. my music shit. Okay. I deserve this, okay. son. <laughs> okay, okay. Say no more. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, you know, I was a really big, huge fan of Michael Jackson coming up, like. You know, shoot, like I just, I just loved Michael Jackson. You know, we had the same name, and mm-hmm. I just loved who he was. I loved the music, I loved the messaging, and I just took to him. Um, but even prior to that, like I was always like, you know, listening to the radio, just sitting by the radio. You know, um, you know, ask my mom to buy me, um, you know, cassette tapes from the dollar store so that I can record, you know, certain radio, um, certain radio shows, you, you and things dub like it. that. That's called dubbing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would always just play back on my Walkman and just carry with me, um, just to stay on top of like the the music that was coming out at the time. Mm-hmm. But as far as the first song, I can't even tell you. It's just one of those things where, whether I was one years old to even seven or six, or where I can actually comprehend what people were saying, I just always moved to the music. I was a very quiet child. Um, you know, my mom used to always tell me, like, you, you know, people used to always think there was something wrong with me because I was just very quiet. I did not speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was very observant. Um I used to go to daycare um in this in, in the West End, um up by Willowridge. And I remember one of the daycare, um my mom told me this, one of the daycare supervisors told my mom, like, oh like you know, your son's very special. Like mm-hmm. he's all although he's very quiet, like he's very, very special. So, you know, don't don't worry. Like he, he he's not a bad child. There, mm-hmm. there's no there's no um uh, aggressiveness within him. He's he's very soft and he's, but he's just quiet. So you know, try to try to try to speak to him and try to get him out of his shell. So mm-hmm. I remember when my mom told me that that was that was one of the moments that I was starting to kind of understand who I'm, I I am. Right. You know, very well reserved. And I I, I will say that in our many bumping ins twos, mm-hmm. um, very well reserved, very articulate with what you say and how you say it. Yeah. Although you can, you know, cuss <laughs> like a pirate from some from time to time. Yeah. Um, I remember I had you on 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 the first time I had you on my radio show yeah. one on one hundred percent Canadian G ninety eight seven in Toronto. Famous plug Monday yeah. nights. <laughs> um, and you talked about the f- I guess it was the first intern job you had. Yeah. And yeah. I, like the name when I say the name Socrates mm-hmm. in Capitol Hill. Man, I used to. I did, I did my research, man. I did my research and um, shoot, like I, I. So basically, like just to give you a little backstory, like um, you know, I grew up in Brampton. Um, oh, no you know, wonder. Graduated high school. I was like, okay, it was time for me to leave. I didn't stay back another year like everyone else did. Mm-hmm. And I went to this school called George Brown, and they had like a joint program with Ryerson Hospitality and Tourism. And then at first, I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. Like I was starting to learn the ins and outs of like the restaurant business. Right. I knew I wanted to get into it, but. It wasn't something that I wanted to actually pay all these thousands of dollars for because I was paying my own way through school. 
And the independent hustler, Michael yeah. Asante is. And you know, like, and I'll be honest, like the first semester or so, my my parents paid, but then you know, we we went through some financial hardship, and it was one of those things where I was either gonna take OSAP mm. or I was gonna have to figure out a way to pay it myself. So I always ensured that I had a job mm. while I was in school, and you know, I was blessed to you know have opportunities to work at like BMO and like Rogers and things like that, and they kind of gave me like. Um, you know, intangible skills mm-hmm. um, that I've been able to inherit when it comes to applying it to my own business. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I just, from there, I, I went to school for IT um, at Ryerson. I was going part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the, so I was going part-time in the evenings. And then during the days, I just, I'd either be working or I'd be, um, you know, just on campus, just, you know, meeting meeting new people, right. meeting, making new friends. Like, I've made so many friends at Ryerson. Like, some work at the Raptors now, some work at, like, Bell Media, some work at um, just CBC, like, mm-hmm. you know, because Ryerson's re- really known for a great radio um, and television broadcasting right. program. And, Which I tried to get into, like, three, four times and yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't <laughs> really get the call. Yeah. But, you know, it happens, uh. you know. Sometimes it's, it's, it's just, everything's timing, right? So... You know, from there, you know, I was doing my thing, and then, um, yeah, like, I was going partying a lot. Like, I was partying every week, every day. Mm. Like, there was times when, I remember Caravan Week, and I did a five, I did a six-day week. I did, I partied from Tuesday. I remember there used to be this club called Rain Rain Night Club. They used to have Tuesdays with, like, On Get Janet. No, it was, um, it was in King and Peter or something. Okay. Like, Get Janet, BP, shout out to BP, 29ers. Like, he, they, they used to do this event. Um, up on Rain Nightclub on Tuesdays, and then I remember Wednesdays. I forgot what, what the event was on Wednesdays. It might have been like Toyka Lounge or something. I don't know. There was all these like Toyka Lounge, and then Thursdays was like I don't know, and then Fridays Fire Fed, Fire Fed, or maybe Jab- Essence J- Nightclub, yeah. or maybe Escape on a Friday, or maybe Escape on a Saturday. It all kind of depends on your vibe, mm-hmm. you know. Saturday and then Sunday was volume. Volume used to be popping, like, but 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 prior to being volume, it was Joker Nightclub, and then you know Sunday, like. I could go on and on, but I always made sure that I I always wanted to be out, 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 right. out, because I was a Brampton kid that never went out. My parents were strict as hell. They're all about school. The <laughs> and there time, was nothing to do in Brampton facts. regardless. And the only thing for me to do, oh. really, as a child was either, the only times I was stepping out on the road mm-hmm. was soccer, because I used to play soccer originally. Mm-hmm. So I would travel across Ontario. Church. I go to church in Rexdale. Amen. And <laughs> and hustling like and not hustling but like on road with my mom because my mom's an entrepreneur so right. she'd always be on road like you know meeting like you know various you know wholesale outlets and mm-hmm. things like that because my mom's the type of person who just buys wholesale yeah and and then, it. and then flips it or yeah. or will flip it exactly or flip it you know what I mean and at first I used to wonder like mom what's wrong with you like are you a hoarder or something like <laughs> what's what are you doing like, that's always the case but. She would just, she didn't, she had a mindset of her own and mm. she would never let anybody deter her from that. And we'd always question her like, mom, why are you always buying this, but you can't buy us a new video game kind of mm-hmm. thing? You know what I mean? But she'd always be like, do you know what I'm doing this for? Do you know what I'm doing this for? And there was a time I remember when my mom came up, came home with like wads of cash. And I'm like, mom, like, <laughs> like send me a 20 bucks. And she's like, are you crazy? <laughs> you know how much bills I have to pay? And I was just, Holy but I looked at her like, mom, like, you know, you can't, like, you probably have maybe 2000 in your hand right now. You can't at least give me $20. But I understanding now, like, right. I understand now what she was doing it for. And it wasn't really until really like when I went to Ghana for the first time in 2001. And I remember vividly because one of my favorite artists of all time, passed away when I came back home. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize she died. Aaliyah. Uh, it was 2001, I believe. Yep. 
It was a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, August. Of August, yeah. Yep. Because I was in Ghana for a month and my whole summer was gone. <laughs> um, I, we left in like July and I came back August, like late August. I was booked there for almost like almost two months. Mm-hmm. And I was a little upset because, yeah, like my whole summer was gone. I wanted to have fun, like mm-hmm. usually for somebody to play soccer. Like, so I couldn't even play soccer that year. I had to take like a couple months off or I'd, you know, be with friends and things like that, you know? Holy. Um, but my parents said, you know what? You have to go to Ghana. So <laughs> go to Ghana. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, whatever. I was a little skeptical. Mm-hmm. But then it wasn't until um, we had an N64, Nintendo 64, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was time I was like, you know what? You know, like, PlayStation's the wave right now. So basically, I traded my 64 for a PlayStation and I got it chipped. You know, mod chip. Well, you got it mod and you got like 800,000 <laughs> so, games on it. Exactly. So I got a mod chip that had like, I had, a, I had like, you know, those um, CD cases? Yeah. Where like, we used to store CDs. Yep. I had a whole bunch Bare of games. So I was like, you know what? We're going to Ghana. All right, bet. I have my PS1. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed. Like, we have video <laughs> games. We have all kinds of, we have FIFA. We have Madden. Like, what, what else do I need? Like, you're going to be alive 99. And Come then on, be now. alive. Like, if I'm bored, I still got, um, I still got my video games to play. But basically, you know, so then basically we flew out to Ghana. I'm giving you like a little bio. This is crazy. I like no. That's the <laughs> point. You gotta give people the. You gotta give people the story, man. We gotta know like my friends how, know how the too, mentality. And they laugh at me to this day. Like we flew to Ghana, right? Me, and my bros, like me and two of my bros, flew to Ghana with my mom, and as we we fly to Ghana, it's late night, whatever. We mm. wake up in the morning. I wake up. And I'm like, all I hear is like roosters and stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, the roosters wake me up at like six a.m. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then I look outside, I'm like, yo, this is like, this is a whole new world. Mm-hmm. We, the house we were staying was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very well, nice marble. But outside was just a whole new world. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of infrastructure, it was just, it was just different. Like, right. Like, dirt roads, like, Some, hills, like Something you weren't accustomed to being from Brampton. At all. Um, so at first, I remember just going outside and just looking around and saying, wow, this is crazy. Right. And, then I, and then I remember saying, oh, I got my PlayStation. Now let's go plug it in. Um, so basically, I got my, I had my PlayStation, whatever. Me and my bros were just trying to figure it out. I'm not really a tech guy. My my younger brother, Miguel, is. Mm. So he was the one that went to go set it up. And I'm just like here, like, you know, making sure, like, you know, the, we have the games and everything. And the controllers are set up. Everything's ready to go because we're ready to play. And then before you know, we plug it in. We plug in the PS1. And then all of a sudden, all we hear is Boom. And smoke is coming out of the PS1. And before you know it, it blew up. It blew up. <laughs> and we were like... That's why I don't trust Sony products, man. Sorry. Oops. I hope you don't miss my Sony. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but it's not even Sony products. It's the fact that we didn't know what the voltage was. Mm. So our PS1, I believe, was 110. And, and the voltage prob- out there is 220. So when we plugged it in, we were like, ah, we didn't get the, the voltage. Right. You know what I mean? The receiver, whatever you call that thing. So we were just like, fuck. So then by the time it was too late, like we told our mom, like, mom, like, our PS1 broke, da 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 da. And our mom's like, Did you, do you know what voltage is here? And I'm like, no, what is it? And she's like, it's 220. And then it was just too late. Before that you know sucks, it, we just man. constantly kept trying to fix this PS1, but it wouldn't work. And um, yeah, but honestly, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it made us focus on our surroundings right. more. Because that trip was, the purpose for that trip was to actually meet our family, like our full family mm-hmm. for the first time since we migrated to Canada. Um, and it actually allowed us to like, you know, to actually take in our surroundings, read, mm-hmm. um, you know, go out there and explore, go for walks, like just see where you are. 
You know what I mean? Right. Um, whereas if we had the PS1, we would have just been constantly playing for 24 and hours. And you, you would kind of been dumbfounded to your, even your surroundings. Exactly. Because we would have just been focused on, oh, I got to go play that next FIFA game. Right. You know what I mean? But it's weird because I find like, it, it's, it's so weird because I can take like three like ideas from that mm-hmm. and be like, and even kind of equate it to the, to the Toronto artists yeah. per se. Yeah. It's because you, you're, you're, you're so in tune with, with what's happening now. Mm-hmm. You're not familiar with the surroundings of what other things you could be doing mm-hmm. or what kind of other things could be influenced. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like now, I guess, you know, coming back from Ghana, you, mm. you probably had to make some wise decisions oh, and some sure. choices, yeah. which now led you to, um, I think you said that you were interning at... Chris Smith, yeah. With Chris Smith. Yes, I remember I left high school. By the way, who does Chris Smith represent right now? Chris Smith represents, I believe, Alessia Cara. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just uh, giving. I just, yeah, you gotta give. Alessia Cara is one of the main people. But I remember when I was there, I was like, he's 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 known for like you know managing like chaos and mm-hmm. like Cardinal Official in the beginning and like Divine Brown and um, Gadget, who's like a big um, engineer and mm-hmm. he's an engineer for like Drake and everybody. And he actually mentored Forty. Um, uh, Socrates, you know, the OG, you know, one of my good and best friends, Andrina Mel, mm-hmm. um, who actually, you know, was one of the inf- uh, the inspirations behind even me even getting an internship. Um, yeah. So Chris Smith did, is like an OG. So how did that start? Like, like what? So speaking of Andrina, she actually put out a dope song the oh, other yeah, day Andrina's too. Andrina's the best. Andrina's the truth. Um, how, how, what was, like, how did you even... Like, yo, Andrina, get me in, yo. Like, it wasn't even that. It was just one of those things where because I was known to throw parties in the city, I remember that um, Andrina dropped this tape called Ready to Fly. Because yep. at the time, Lisa and I were working together and we were, we were cool. And, um, you know, she put out this project. And, and you know, I'm, I'm always in tune with what's going on. And I took it in and I'm like, yo, like, because I'm an R&B guy too. Mm-hmm. I love hip hop and I, I just love all kinds of music. And I took it in and I'm just like, yo, this is, this is like, this is, this is amazing. And it's coming from Toronto. Like, right. So that I remember actually messaging Andrina and saying, hey, like, I love your project. It's amazing. Like, what are you doing for it? Like, is there a, a concert? Is there a mm-hmm. show? Is there a release party? She's like, oh, no, nothing. And I was like, what? Like, what's your management doing? And they're like, oh, da, 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 da. So I was like, no, something's not right. So I remember um, it was actually Easter Sunday. Um, and it was actually one of the times where I took my biggest. The fact biggest... that you even remember the dates. I know the dates very well me. because, you know what it is? Because <laughs> when, I, when I either want this is this is, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you a little something. My issue is that when I get wins, mm-hmm. I don't rem- I don't care because you won. Because I won, and it's like time to move on. Like, right? Let's, let's What's go to next? The next level? It's like it's like a video game, a Mario Kart. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like okay, I won the race. Next track. Like, next track. <laughs> like, <laughs> but when it comes to L's, I fully remember that. Like, because wow. L's, I'm a very I'm I'm an emotional guy. So when I take an L, it's like I, I I get down in the dumps and I I think about it and this and that. Right. So. That was a day that I took. I got a W because the city came out, mm-hmm. the people came out, the right people came out. But I took a huge L because, in terms of the business sense, the mm-hmm. business aspect of it, I booked the club a night where it was Easter Sunday, right? And I remember vividly because I'm born on a Sunday. It was Easter Sunday, April twelfth. Mm-hmm. And um, wait, are you an Aries baby too? No, I'm a Sagittarius. Well, move on. <laughs> Continue. It was Easter Sunday, and um. I was thinking to myself, okay, yo, usually Easter Sunday is, uh, is, is um, Easter Monday is usually a national right. holiday. So I was like, let me book this club on Easter Sunday. At least that way people are going to come out. Right. Come to find out it's only a bank holiday. It's only a government holiday mm-hmm. on Easter Monday, but it wasn't necessarily a general holiday. And mm-hmm. it, it was something that actually recently changed at that time. I didn't know. 
because prior to that, like usually Easter Monday was a holiday. Right. So basically what happened was I booked the club Easter Sunday in Yorkville, Club V, if anyone remembers that. One this of the most beautiful a, venues in the absurd. city at the time. I was probably the only black guy that could get the venue at the time. Shout out to Peter Grand for giving me an opportunity. And basically what happened was I booked the club and shoot, like only 40 people showed up. Dang, man. <laughs> and I gave, I remember I gave Peter Grand like two racks and then he wanted like an extra two racks based on bar scale. Right. And I took a huge L because I didn't meet bar scale. He took my deposit and I owed him two racks. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when that, that situation happened, like he was just constantly calling me, hounding me, um, asking me where my money was. And, mm -hmm. you know, the only person I could go to was my dad. And my dad gave me the, the money and, and said, you know what, like just pay me back when you can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was able to handle my business and keep my word. And um, at the end of the day, yeah, I took the L, but at the same time, I, I, gained, I gained some respect, mm -hmm. you know? And that and that day, like I remember vividly because I remember who was in the building. Shout out to Future, the Prince. Um, you know, shout out to Drake. Shout out to Boy Wonder. This is crazy. Shout, shout out to Melanie Fiona. Yeah, because because Andrina because if people a lot of people don't realize Andrina and Melanie Fiona actually had a group together exactly. called Exquisite, Exquisite which yeah. featured Nicole. Care remember yeah. Nicole from Nicole Wholeness Wholeness from MTV and MTV. MTV at the time, and then they broke up, and then Nicole tried to do her thing, and then it didn't really work out too well. But anyway, mm -hmm. but uh, for real, yeah, it's facts. People know they know <laughs> people who came in the building they know that night, and people who we used to work with me because we had a company called Top Entertainment. They know the L I took because I put the money up myself. So okay, because you know what I I tend to realize too, especially with a lot of like shows where I've hosted here in the city, mm -hmm. um, it's like sometimes some promoters they expect a big turnout. Yeah, they do what they do. the 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 the, the platform on paper looks well, mm -hmm. but when the execution comes out now, it's not really the best. Yeah, right. Why is that? Like, why can't we just? Why is it whenever we can? Like, for instance. I go to SOBs a lot mm. in New York, mm -hmm. and you cannot deny the fact, like, you've been there, Talent too. Is crazy. Talent is crazy, one. Turnout is even Always. better. Yeah. So why is it now that Toronto is kind of like the hotbed of the city mm. that it still doesn't, reverber I guess, reverberate for every other artist that steps out? Because basically, um, you know, we're in a situation where a lot of the artists aren't educated, and, mm. you know, a lot of the artists that are actually really good in Toronto, they're, they're in vulnerable situations. They're either broke. Um, they either have prior charges where they can't travel. Um, <laughs> Which is 85 uh, percent. Yeah, I don't mean to laugh, but it's the truth. It's facts, though. And, you know, they're in situations where, okay, well, if you sign this deal, we'll clear your charges. Or if you do this, we'll pay off your debts. Mm -hmm. Or if you... And, and and one thing that I realized, especially in this digital, digital age, is that everything is being tracked. Everything is being watched. So whatever right. you've done in the past, it can slowly come back and haunt you. Right. You know what I mean? And unless you rectify it or clear your name or figure out a way to solve that issue, um, it can pop up one day. So what I find is like, you know, especially for artists, it's like, you know, or not even just for artists, just for people in general. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're in a vulnerable situation, it's just a matter of just being honest with yourself right. and being honest with <coughs> who you're dealing with. And, you know, asking yourself, okay, well, what what am I willing to give in order to get to that next level? Mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> I'm so choked up by no. the conversation. <laughs> because it, it's so, it, it, it's sad, 
because, like, for instance, I've seen a lot of, I've hosted a lot of events yeah. in this city. And Michael, I'm sure you've probably seen my name in a lot of flyers. Yeah, of course. And I think that's where the connect kind of comes <laughs> in because I've seen what you've done. Appreciate you're kind of seeing what I, you're kind of seeing what yeah, I'm doing the now. There. But the factor is the turnaround or like the you expect so much more mm-hmm. from a city that that that's supposed to really mm. help each other. Well, you know what though, we're first generation people, especially as in, in, in terms of immigrants. Like this is not our country. You know what I mean? Mm. So in terms of like the infrastructure that's been set up, it hasn't been set up to appease us. It hasn't been set up to help us. It's more so been set up to help them. Help them. Yes, them, them. quote unquote. You know what I mean? And (laughs) and it's not a situation, like I'm like, you know, and I get upset at times because I just, I just hate seeing foolishness and Mm. you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, it's like, it's more about being educated. We can't be mad at them for setting up the infrastructure. Right. They knew what they were doing. They figured out a plan. Right. They set it up for their own people, and they set it up for people who want to get in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We now, as people in this culture, and especially as black people, we now have to figure out a way to set up our own f- infrastructure. And it actually sparked when um, I went to this, uh, this meetup. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because the, the people who were in the building were powerful people. Um, a gentleman by the name of Denim Jolly, who brought Florida. Who was probably a legend. Big legend. Um, and another gentleman by the name of Butch Carter, um, who's probably one of the most, he was, he was a really successful coach um, for the Raptors at the time, but unfortunately got fired. But he was a coach when Vince Carter and T-Mac were there. Yep. Um, and he still lives in Toronto. I didn't even realize it. Because he's running the Canadian Basketball League or something like that now. Something like that. So I just, so I was, I was literally in this meetup and we were having like just a candid conversation and it was a roundtable discussion. And mm-hmm. I was starting to realize like, hey, like, the power is within us. We just have to figure out a way to get rid of the issues that we have within our own community. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're we're literally killing off each other based off of what? Oh, my baby mom's likes this guy, mm-hmm. so I don't like him. Let's go get him. Or um, this guy stepped on my shoes in the club and I and on my Air Forces. So you know what? I have a grudge against him. And I remember I saw a tweet from Daniel Caesar and it was related to like, you know, especially like just men in general and mm-hmm. how men men who are intimidated by other men and how they feel slighted and you know what I mean? Like if they have like this like animosity, a, a, je- like a jealousy, jealousy type thing. And it could be whether, oh, you're either taller or you either look good or you have better skin or whatever it is. And I feel like a lot of men go through this Napoleon, um, what's it called? The Napoleon N- effect? Napoleon effect. Yeah. Because it's like basically you're, you're giving more power than what you are because of certain ills or certain... I guess certain fallacies you have, you right? Exactly. Because Napoleon you, was a short nigga, but he had a lot of <laughs> he had a lot of power. He had a lot of power, and um, and and I feel like within the city, there's a lot of people going through that effect, and I feel like that's the main issue with a lot of our, you know, our talent and our artists these days. It's like they don't know who's who, they don't know who's what. Right. And, you know, me, I've always been out here, I've always been on the ground, but I'm very to myself because mm-hmm. I don't trust a lot of people because I've taken so many L's that I I'm very very. You're fickle. I'm fickle in the sense of I, I, I choose who I associate myself with. Right. I don't speak too much about things if I don't if I don't know you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it wasn't until like really like, because even like I started bursting back on the scene because I went through a situation back in the day, um, you know, while I was throwing parties and, mm-hmm. you know, it just got too real for me and I had to take a step back because it became a situation where like I was on road and people are saying, yo, Big Mike, Big Mike. And I'm like, yo, who are you? Like, I don't know you. <laughs> 
And and I wasn't like you weren't trying to be rude. You just didn't. I, I just didn't know didn't the park. person. And I'm just such a quiet guy to myself that I wasn't. I wasn't aware that I was starting to become this public figure. In right. City. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it got me to feel very paranoid because of that. Because the weird thing about it is when I when I when I first heard who this Michael Asante guy was, mm. I didn't. Well, one big Mike is a pretty big name. <laughs> So you definitely don't want to mess with a guy named <laughs> Big Mike, obviously. Yeah. But the fact is, like for instance, I was introduced to you by our good friend Courtney Roberts. Yeah. Courtney is Courtney's like a PR genius. Yes. I don't know what if she does, but she like she has her magic to it and she makes it happen. She makes it happen. And I, I think we I think you you came to my church one Sunday. Oh, was it the um the one in Dundas? Or was yes, at Queen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's about like, that's almost almost like two years, two years ago. ago. Okay. Wow. Okay. So Courtney's like, yeah, I want you to, you know, I'm going to introduce you to my friend Michael. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Shout out to Courtney. And I'm like, shout out to her, of course. Go <laughs> listen to Halfway Bougie. I don't know. Oh, God. Free promotion. Um, <laughs> and she introduced me to you. Yeah. She's like, oh, you don't know who Michael is? I'm like, well, one, there, I know 50 billion Michaels. Mm -hmm. Who are you referring to? Yeah. She's like, oh, Michael uh, does this website called the A&R Report. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew. That's when I knew mm -hmm. who you were. Because okay. I'm like, okay, well, this guy is pretty much responsible for pretty much all the Canadian artists that I listen to. Because I think I got the show when I had the radio show. I had I almost got it like almost two, three years ago. Okay. And your one of your websites was one of the websites that I went to mm -hmm. to check out. Okay, who's hot right now? Mm -hmm. I think that's where I found out who Kie uh, Tajuma was, who we actually had here I on love the podcast. KJ man, He's a you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's who. That's one of those. It, it, it's. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird. And I think you are right with that whole Napoleon complex. Yeah. It, it's Na Napoleon complex. Complex, gotcha. Not, yeah, Napoleon complex. I think that's going to be the name of this episode, the Napoleon okay. complex. I like it. Where a lot of Toronto artists nowadays, they, they feel as if everything is attainable for, like, yeah. it, it, it's great because now Drake's, The Weeknd's, The Justin Bieber's, mm -hmm. Alessia Cara's, they've now opened this door up. It's now okay. Everything is deserved to me now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Do you find something wrong with that? I'm not going to keep too too much um, too long too much longer. Yeah. But do you find something wrong with that? Uh, well, you know, first and foremost, like, um, you know, you got, you got to respect the people who paved the way. You know what I mean? And someone like like I remember I saw a photo. I mean, I saw a photo actually of Boy Wonder and Drake in big ass huge clothes at an airport. I think it was New York, Newark, New Jersey, or something. Southwest Airlines, I remember seeing like a, uh, you know when you go to the airport and they have like the, the signs or whatever? Mm -hmm. And I remember just seeing them with, with their two luggage. And I knew whether they were going to a meeting, they were going somewhere, right? right? And I remember Boy Wonder posted as a TBT. And at the end of the day, you got to respect the people that put in the work right. and were feelers and went to go find the gold the pot of gold. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what Drake did. Drake is deserving. And I remember I had... Because he put in the work. He put in the work. Like, nobody was leaving the city at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the the amount of times he was. Nobody was getting in certain spaces. Nobody did a video like he did on like with Trey Songs and got out and, and, and Park. Place, um, play, good yeah. placement on BET. Like, he, he made those moves before anybody else. Right. And I remember when, when I did that Andrina event um, for the Ready to Fly mm -hmm. release party... I literally had a conversation with Drake. I hailed him up. He came from like, yo, Drake, mans are proud of you, fam. He's mm -hmm. like, yo, thanks, man. Because me and Drake, we had a relationship. That was humble Drake date. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> he used to date like, you know, my good friend's um, older sister, Candace. And 
you know, he'd always used to come to Brampton. He used to always drive in his range and come to Brampton and man's would go bowling and he'd bring Hush and Wonder and they would mm. like, they'd go bowling and bet on like who's going to get a strike and stuff like that. Mm. And, you know, I was just a quiet one, and and I noticed me and Drake, we kind of had a synergy because he would he'd be quiet too. He'd just right. be the cut, just, just in the watching, cut, cater, just watching. Yeah, just catering to his girl, just in the cut, watching. Just you know what I mean? But you know what's left? Like what's we we were just no long talk. Like it was no long talk. It was right. just like yo, it was a head nod. Yo, you're good. Like right. that's always like how it was, and we'd have like you know conversations here and there. But I remember the vivid conversation we had in 2009 when he came when he got on the um the Blueprint Three. Was it Blueprint Three? Yeah, Blueprint Three. Yeah, Blueprint Three, and it was a, it was a off that, off that, yeah, and it was a, it was a feat because I'm a huge Jay Z fan. Like, yeah, December fourth, I'm December fourteenth. Like, I study Jay Z. I'm a Sag. He's a Sag. Like, I'm exactly, I'm Jay Z, but African form. You feel me? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm serious. Like, I'm Jay Z. Like, I can rap. I can write music. Can you? But I'm, I haven't, I just haven't put anything out yet. Okay, cool. So the reason why we stopped talking a second ago because I guess they're they've been doing this emergency alerts mm-hmm. for our phones. Okay, but wow, Ontario's really come up. Is, huh? Technology is crazy. But continue. So we had I had this conversation with Drake. I'm like, Yo, Drake, I'm proud of you, fam. Like you just made a big move. Like Jay Z, like that's dope. He's like, Yo, man. And I remember his face was red. Mm-hmm. You know, Drake's light skin. <laughs> his face. Was what do you red. mean? I'm light skin too. So what? But no, no, no. This. But it was red because he was excited and he was he was he was he was colorism. Excited. Colorism. <laughs> he was so excited. He was just so enjoyed. And I right. just remember him being so happy that his dreams are finally coming true. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was the type of like I was. I used to always overhear people hate on Drake. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's this, he's that. He, and they he's still do make it wheelchair. Jimmy Degrassi, blah blah blah. But I remember him just being in such joy that his dreams are finally coming true, and that he's on the Jay Z album, and mm-hmm. like you know things are happening within his life. And I just remember that like, I'm like, yo, man, like yo, keep doing it, bro. Like don't worry, like I'm, I'm rooting for you. Like mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Like I'm coming. Don't worry, I'm doing my right. thing, and. That was a moment that I'll always remember. You know what I mean? And I remember I posted like a throwback years ago. And I remember I said, like, because that was 2009. I think I remember I posted a throwback in like 2013 mm-hmm. about that photo and about that particular conversation. And right. the funny thing is, people were still hating. Some were saying, yeah. But I remember saying, yo, I'm like, yo, Drake's going to be the next Jay Z. And people right. were like, from oh, a mogul Jay-Z? standpoint. Like, yeah. da, da. But I was just like, no, from a mogul standpoint, because he was the one that went out there. And 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 made those moves, and honestly, I was inspired by him because I felt like I needed to make the same move. Right. You know, it wasn't until I left the internship um, while working at Chris Smith that I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I can't get a I can't get a job here in the music industry mm-hmm. here in Canada. I'm applying to Universal Canada, no answer. I'm applying to SoCan, no, <laughs> no answer. I'm applying to Factor, no love. I'm applying to like these indie labels and management companies, mm-hmm. no love. So I was like, all right, well, I can't expand. And then I tried to get an internship in the states, but they wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't allow me to get one because I I, I wasn't in college at the time. Right. Because I dropped out. Actually, I, I didn't order for out. you to have an an enrollment. You have to be enrolled in a yeah. certain. Co- right. So what happened was like I I dropped out <sighs> just because of like you know I had some like mental. I was just dealing with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. at the time. I just I just couldn't deal with school. Like I was actually like done, but I just had to do an internship. Mm-hmm. Um, for my degree, and I just didn't do it. And then I just I failed the I failed accounting. I'm not really good with math. Nobody is. <laughs> but, you know, so, but you are very articulate, that's for sure. Yeah. So, you know, because of that, I failed to count like twice, I think. I think they said that um, I was on 
probation and academic probation. And it, yeah. it was just one of those things I just had to get out of the whole system. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember, though, like, I read a biography or whatever, and I read on Puff's story, P. Diddy's story. And, you know, he I I felt like we were aligned because he did the same thing. He, he, he threw parties on campus at Howard, and then, you know, he built some leverage to, to mm-hmm. the point that he started, he, he created something of his own. And then that sparked the idea of creating the A&R report because all I really wanted to do was to profile up and coming artists from Canada mm-hmm. and then just share them into my, to my, um, your American, par- yeah, into your my, counterparts. Right. Because I was able to build my Rolodex initially just by working at Chris Smith and just, and also by just doing the research, you know what I mean? Finding oh. out who's who, what's what, who's behind the scenes, what's their email, how do I find their email? Mm-hmm. Who's their booking agent? Well, well, who's this person's stylist? Okay, well, their stylist must know their manager. Right. So let me build a relationship with the stylist so that he, they can tell me who the manager is. And mm-hmm. then the manager, you know, well, now I'll be connected to the manager and then I can connect to the artist. You know what I mean? So it's all about, like, connecting the Connected dots. dots. Um, and I think that's where the importance of, like, even now. Like, I know it's, there's so much, and I know you got to run mm-hmm. quickly, but I know there's so much more that we can do from a Canadian... Like, why has the Canadian system failed? Like, not, I shouldn't say the Canadian system, because it has it. You got 10 minutes. Cool. Um, why has the industry kind of failed us in some sorts? For instance, um, for instance, let me build it up. Um, the Much Factor grant mm-hmm. is no longer here. It was like a, a load of money where you can get, shoot a video, mm-hmm. kind of have yourself promoted around... Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other grants kind of like slowed down, but why hasn't it worked? Why is it working for the states but not for us? Um, it's just we haven't figured out who's who. We haven't put the right people in the position. It's just we haven't put the right people in the position. It's just one of those things where, firstly, you know, like I said, we're first generation immigrants. Um, yeah. There's still issues within our communities that even dates back to issues from back home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. And at the same time, too, it's like we only have a certain population of black or of just not even black, but just urban people in the city. Mm-hmm. So from a monetary standpoint, it doesn't even make sense to invest. Like it does because we are the culture now. But back then it didn't really make sense because you're not seeing that return of investment. Right. That's why shows like Rap City and things like that, they stop because... At the end of the day, there's no rich or there's no wealth, generational wealth happening in Tor- that was happening in Toronto at the mm-hmm. time. Where then, okay, we can like reinvest back into the the the, the, the content that's being you know curated and right. things like that. So guys like Master T, who I grew up on, I forgot the light skinned girl who had the the, the puffy hair, Namgeni. She's the best. Like I love. Her. She's I on. She's on TVO now. I want to meet her one day. I probably will. Um, there's so many amazing hosts that I grew up on watching on Much Music, and I feel like Much Music and and, and shout out to Bell. I know they own Much Music, but like they're the foundation of of the city. Really, right. like they have so much content that if once it gets recurated, like it's it's Toronto will be what Toronto was supposed to be. Mm. I remember Speakers Corner. Yep. I remember um, Electric Circus. In the mix. I remember In the Mix. Vibe. Rap City. city. Like there's so many different. <sighs> things that were happening and transpiring at the time. And it's unfortunate that now, like, you know, much music um, is closed down. It's now like, turned into a lifestyle channel. Lot, yeah, like, it's crazy. So I just think it's one of those things where, like, we just now have to come together as people, mm-hmm. figure out what the issues is, you know. Um, but firstly, we must, you know, get rid of any negative energy um, that's been happening prior. Right. Um, to us getting together. Because, like I said, we're first generations. There's still issues that are happening, not just within our communities here in Toronto, but also back home. 
You know what I mean? Like, I remember I took Caribbean studies in Ryerson. Um, and then I learned about like you know you know you know black trinis and 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 Indian trinis and black Guyanese and Indian Guyanese people and you know I'm Ghanaian right so you know we came we we you know we <clears throat> I'm Ghanaian and my family like my mom she's from Jamasi but like it's kind of close to like Cape Coast and like that's kind of near like Elmina Castle where the Middle Passage happened whatever and you know I I got an opportunity to actually go to Cape Coast and and kind of you know see that space but. Like there's so many issues that happen because of just just because of slavery and things mm. like that as well and oh like you know separated by birth or separated by marriage like whereas you know a husband had to just leave their wife because he was forced to go on a different plantation like just things like that so I just feel like there's issues within our black community whether it relates to men and women whether it relates to just men in general within within our own right women in general within their own right. Just our community in general, and I just mm-hmm. feel like we need to figure out ways to just have positive conversations and bring positive vibes within that within that realm. But also, we need to figure out a plan to sustain ourselves and build sustainable wow. a sustainable industry for ourselves. That's the answer I was looking for, and that's what sparked artistry. I guess we're going to say that for another episode, then. Of course. Okay, so you know where to come back this week, then. We'll make something happen. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you. <laughs> yo, Michael, I know like time is not, not really our friend, but mm-hmm. yo, thanks for coming through again. Yo, 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 man. I appreciate you. Uh, you gave me my first radio interview, so I have to stay loyal and and and, and just continue to build with you. So I appreciate damn it. Damn straight. Michael Asante of the Artist Tree and of the AR Report and of many digital listen, just go follow. How can the people follow you, man? Um, you can follow um, A&R Report on Instagram and Twitter, A-R underscore report, R-E-P-O-R-T. And you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter, um, Mr. Asante, M-I-S-T-E-R, A-S, not two S's, mm-hmm. A-S-A, and as in no, T-E. Put the respect on his name, damn it. Please do. It's the Maple Syrup Podcast. <laughs> powerful, powerful, powerful conversation with myself and Michael Asante. Again, I want to shout him out. Make sure to follow the AR report. Make sure to see the AR report on their website, their official website. See who's hot in these streets. Later, Scott Boogie. Scott's leaving me. So now I am technically alone right now. And make sure to follow him on all Instagram and digital media. You never know. He's like a very knowledgeable guy. Um, a tastemaker in the city. Um, wherever it's hot, he's there. So make sure to follow him, Mr. Asante, as you pretty much overheard uh, in the discussion. And this was his actually, his hot pick of the week. Um, of course, we could not leave the hot pe- the hot pick of the week. Hot cake. What am I saying hot pick? I, I need a... F- I miss my friend. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, here's a hot cake of the week uh, chosen by Mr. Michael Asante. Here is Jade Inc., who's been making waves herself. And this song actually came out in 2017, I believe. And this song got a lot of plays over the city, over the airwaves in America. And then she ended up trying out for this reality show here in Toronto called The Launch, which was on CTV. And she ended up winning uh, the episode that she was on. So without further ado, and to end off the show, here is Dark Skin, Jade Ing. This is for my black queens, my sisters, uh, my mothers, my sisters, my daughters, my nieces, my my nieces. Everybody that loves their black skin. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. I mean, we're magic. Ladies, you guys are magic. 
especially the black woman's magic. Anyway, remember, maple syrup is sweet, not sappy. Follow us again, Maple Syrup Podcast on Instagram, Maple Syrup Show on Twitter. And without further ado, here it is. We'll see you or hear you or we'll talk to you next week. Ooh, give me some of that sweet, sweet syrup, baby.